Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you an experience that I had this last weekend over Thanksgiving weekend. I was at a family reunion in uh, St. George, Utah. And if you've ever been to that area, you'll know that it is really close to Zion National Park. And if you've never been to Zion National Park, I encourage you to go. It is just absolutely amazing. It's just beautiful, big red rocks green trees. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And then it had snowed. And so you get the white on top of that. Ah, it was just absolutely gorgeous. But we wanted to go on a a hike there, actually a few different hikes. And we decided to to visit um, the Emerald Pools. Now there's an upper pool, a middle pool and a lower pool. And the one, one of the problems we had though, was that there is a bridge that was out at the exit that we we needed to take because they've got these little um, trolleys that that go or little buses that go up and down the canyon bringing people to the right spot and so our right spot was not usable because there was a bridge that was out uh, that went over a big river that was it's called the Virgin River that runs through Zion National Park. And so we had to go up to the next stop, which was an added an extra mile to our trip. And it was an in and out trail. And so what we I knew that if we added that extra mile on one end, then we would have to add that extra mile on the, the back end too. And so we went on this trail, we were able to see the upper, the middle and the lower pools. And it was just stunning. It was just absolutely beautiful. Well, on our, when we got done looking at that, because we went um, the middle and then the upper and then the lower. And when we got done looking at the lower pool, we decided me and uh, so it was me and my sister and my brother-in-law and their daughter and my daughter. So there were six of us. Oh, and their son. And we decided that we didn't want to have to hike all the way back we were just going to find a spot to cross that river. Now, keep in mind, it's November and the water is really, really cold and the air is cold. Like we've been been bundled up because it's been a, a pretty chilly hike. And so we knew that we would have to find an area to cross this river that met certain criteria. Um, and so we went down the trail. So this was the trail that would normally take us back, but because that that bridge was out. We knew we couldn't take that trail all the way. So at one point we found a good spot to go off the trail. And I'm sure this was not allowable. <laughs> like, like there's nothing that says stay on the path, you know, right there, but I, that doesn't mean that we broke the rules. So, um, or we didn't. So uh, we probably did, <laughs> but we decided to go off that trail and so next thing we had to, we had to go down a hill and then we had to find a spot to cross this river. Now, what we were looking for was something ideally that was very sandy, that was very wide and shallow. We didn't want to wear our shoes across because it was so cold. We wanted to be able to keep our clothing dry so that it didn't uh, make us super, super cold. So we looked and we looked and we looked and 
we could not find our ideal spot to cross. We did find one that was a little bit wider, but it was full of river rock. So like fist size, maybe two fist size type of type of a thing. So so we were able to find this spot and it took us a while to find that. And then we, my brother-in-law went first and then his son was kind of watching him and he was like, ah, that's, that's going a little bit deeper. We were hoping to find something only ankle deep, but uh, my brother-in-law was almost up to his knee. And so my, my nephew was like, I think I'm going to chart my own course and do it a little bit differently. And it was, we were grateful that he did because we were, we were watching from the banks going, okay, which is the best way to go as these guys were, were forging their own trail. And so we learned that by taking kind of a diagonal route across this stream, that it wouldn't go as deep. We still had to fight the current, but it wasn't as bad as some of the other spots of the river and it was manageable. So it went up mid, mid calf. So I'll never forget crossing this river because we're all just kind of following and I was following my sister and I look up and I realized, oh, I, she's going too, too far up the stream. I need to go a little bit more diagonal. And so I started to veer, veer away from just following her. And then I remember really paying attention to where my foot landed. And the whole time I'm saying to myself, it's warm. It's warm. I know it's so warm <laughs> and really trying to not give into the, it's so cold, so cold, so cold, because it was really, really, really cold. <laughs> and so we all made it across my, my daughter accidentally dumped her shoes in, but she was able to hold on to them. So we didn't, we didn't have any major catastrophe. And when we were able to make it back to our meeting ground, we made it just in time to meet everybody else. So it really didn't save us any time, but I tell you what, we felt pretty elated at having accomplished an adventure and doing something out of the norm that was ended up being really fun and honestly very bonding. And so I, I just really, really loved this experience. But I want to talk to you about this experience in comparison to life. Because there is value sometimes in taking the unknown path. And when we do, it can be really scary, right? Because it's, you're unsure, you know, you're, you haven't done it before. It can be stressful because, you know, you're, you're trying to figure it out as you go. I mean, case in point, like parenting, right? Parenting, you don't know, it is totally an uncharted course and everybody has to, to forge their own path um, who become parents. So, but it can be very nerve wracking to do that thing that is the unknown. But there are several benefits that we gain by doing that, by taking that step in the darkness, by putting one foot in front of the other and just going for it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what you get, some of the benefits from taking the unknown path. So the first one is you're just generally more aware. And this is something that I've found. So I worked with the Forest Service uh, before, well, I, I did a few internships with them during college. And one of the things that we did was go off trail and we had to just take a, a, a coordinate and follow that coordinate. And we were doing these wildlife studies. And so it was never, ever on a trail. 
But one of the things that I have found from going off the path is, you know, when you're on the path, when you're on a trail, if you're familiar with hiking or just even walking down a sidewalk, right? We tend to focus on the sidewalk, on the path, on the trail. And because it is easy and all you have to do is follow it and, you know, put your foot down in the right spot, you don't really tend to look up. Like it it takes more of a conscious effort to look up and look around you. However, when you are not on that path, you're constantly stopping and looking at where you're at, looking at where you're going and where you've been. And it's, it makes it so that you have a general greater awareness of what you're doing and what is going on around you. It takes longer to do that, but it is well worth taking that time to just look around and see where you're going. And so I really like this principle in life to, you know, sometimes just stop what you're doing, look around, where have you been? Where are you going? And it's just such a, a really great principle to hold on to. And I encourage everybody to just take that time to look up and be aware. So the second benefit you get from taking the unknown path is really looking at solutions, right? And understanding that your ideal solution, just like remember our ideal solution was shallow and sandy and low current, that may not be the best solution, right? Because for us to be able to find that, we were just going to keep walking, 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 right? And so it became not the best solution because it wasn't available. And so you start looking at, all right, what what other solutions are we? How close can we get to the ideal solution? And so, so often I know I tend to go, this is the solution that I want and it has to look like this. And I don't always look for the solution that's right there in front of me that will work. It may not be my ideal, but it actually will be a better solution. And so I challenge everybody to, you know, if you're looking for a solution, if you've got an issue, you've got a problem, look around, pay attention to what manifests in front of you, because as you're looking for that solution, they will come. We just have to recognize them and they may not always look exactly why, like what we're expecting. So number three is mind over matter is actually a real thing. You know, like I said earlier, you know, saying to myself, it's warm. It's so warm. I'm so warm. There is something about those mind hacks when you you focus and you kind of trick your brain into believing something that isn't true. Don't get me wrong that you can go way far, you know, off course with that. But mind over matter, being able to control what your body does, it is a very real thing. And and I know that I could have been a lot colder in that water, but by telling myself constantly, you know, I'm fine. Like, yeah, it's, it's cold, but I'm fine. You know, it's, I'm going to make it through this. It's totally, I'm totally good. So mind over matter is real. And then number four is there is great, great power in doing things together, in cooperating. You know, we can, we can, and we should learn from others. We should watch what other people do. How many times have we, we heard, you know, like I say to my, my kids all the time, I wish I knew this when I was younger, you know, watch me 
so that you don't make the same mistakes I do, you know? And, and so we can look at other people for examples of what to do and what not to do. My, my brother-in-law went into a little bit deeper waters. And so I knew I didn't want to do that. My nephew chartered a different course. And by watching the two, I was able to choose which one would work better for me. We can and should share with each other the best solutions that we found. It may not be the best solution, you know, for everybody, but if we share what works for us, it will inspire other people to, to find what works best for them. You know, I, I just feel like there is so much power in that sharing and you have to do it in the right spirit, right? So if you're sharing to be better than that is not true sharing, right? You're, you're just trying to show off, right? But if you're truly sharing to help other people, there is a difference, a huge, huge difference in that. And so that's that we truly can help other people by sharing. We can also, and we should also help each other. You know, one of the things that I really loved was my nephew. After he got done, he came back out in the water and he gave us a hand. Now I was doing pretty good. I had a shoe in each hand. And one of my biggest concerns was, was placing my feet in the right spot so that I didn't have, um, so that I didn't lose control of my balance. Um, and so I was doing a pretty good job, but he was there. And so I moved both my shoes into one hand and I grabbed his hand because he was there and he did offer me some stability that I didn't enjoy before that. And so even though I felt like I didn't necessarily need it, by accepting the help that was there, it made me stronger. And so I, I really love that. And I, I challenge you to look at how can we make our lives better by cooperating? How can we lift others and, you know, by, by sharing and by, by helping other people? There truly, truly is power in cooperation. Then there is safety and focusing on the details. And I really wondered if safety was the right word, but I do think that it it is applicable here. You know, I was really focusing on that foot placement because I, I wanted to be able to make sure that I didn't fall. That to me was a bigger issue than um, a, the deepness or anything. Like I wanted to make sure that I was stable the entire way through. And so what I found was that sometimes I would put my foot down but there was something a little bit off. And so I adjusted it just a little bit to make sure that I was stepping in a sure place, that the rocks weren't going to be moving under me, that I wasn't going to be poked in a different way that would make me jerk funny. And so it what it made me do was go slow and be very, very intentional with what I was doing. And that's okay. It's okay to be to go slow and, and intentional. Sometimes that we have got times in our lives where we can fast, we, we can go fast and, and run and, and do things quickly. And other times it's important to take things slower and really pay attention to what is happening and where you're going and the details, the very, very minute details of what is going on, because you can find safety in that. All right. And lastly, there is a sense of accomplishment that makes something truly epic. Now, you may not think that crossing a stream can, is considered epic, but that's not for you to decide. That's for me to decide. And I say it was epic because it was cold and it was 
we didn't weren't sure that we were going to be able to do it. And it was fun. And it was something that we did together. And I loved that we accomplished this goal together and we worked together. And that is what made it epic. And so I felt like, you know, we got to decide what a sense of accomplishment is. And sometimes you have to redefine in your life what success means to you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, you you meet your goals and other times things shift to where, oh, it looks like I may not meet that goal, but this is what I've learned in the process. So I'm going to redefine what success means and move on. And that is not a bad thing. And so I encourage you to, if you're really struggling accomplishing a goal, maybe you just need a pivot, you know, and and a redefinition of what success means to you. So these are the six things that I have come up with after experiencing this uh, going off the path experience. And I just hope that if ever you are presented with an opportunity to take that unknown path, it could be something as simple as talking to a stranger. It could be something big like moving across the world. I hope you take the challenge. You take the dare to do something that is uncharted, that is not off or is not on your typical path because you will learn from it and you will become a stronger person from it and you will make lasting memories and you will not regret it. It may not be the easiest thing, but boy, you will enjoy the scenery. It is worth it. So I leave that with you and I hope that you take that to heart and I hope that you are able to see that your purpose is in your story. Until next time, take care. Bye. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight. For you are a star, shining bright in every step you take. Let your